So the first part of marketing is understanding people, right? So inside these rooms, and I'll use the brands because it's, you know, I think the statute of limitations is up, but when I worked on Pedigree Dog Food, it was the number one dog food brand in the world. When I worked on Paper Mate Ink Pens, it was the number one ink pen brand in the world. When I worked on Graco Baby Products, number one car seat brand in the world. Number one acts different than number two and number three, mm. right? You ain't trying to be derailed. You, don't, you do not want to be the person who slips into number two. You don't want that on your watch. So there's a level of um, what we call productive paranoia, where you're always thinking what-if scenarios. Um, so if you understand your people and you understand what's going to inform or impact their buying decision, then you take that and you shape it into messaging. So when I, by the time I get to social media, I realize that most people don't understand what impacts a buying decision. Yeah. So they don't know how to communicate the value even if they know how to create it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, hold on. Wait a minute. My goal is to help coaches and entrepreneurs turn their mind into money, teaching them how to take what they know, package it, market it, sell it, and automate it to make a massive income and massive impact, even if they don't have a lot of followers on social media. If you're watching this video, you're about to make a whole lot of money because the goal of the Monetizing Markets Podcast is to help coaches and entrepreneurs just like you package their ideas. We all have information in our heads, things that we know how to do, and turn it into online income. Well, how do you do that? Well, you take your ideas and we're going to package it into digital products or courses where you can teach someone how to do what you know how to do to market it. Well, people, if you know how to package something, people need to know it's available to selling it, to automating and building a successful online business. Well, today, this is by far, I think, one of the most brilliant people I've had the opportunity to meet. But what's amazing is there are a lot of people on the internet, but there are a lot of people that are not cool in real life. This person, high integrity, extremely brilliant, one of, I would say, one of the most brilliant entrepreneurs I've met in a long time. He is a friend of my mind, my brother, my friend, and you probably know him from what he would say, snatching edges on the internet. I love his approach to branding. I love his approach to content creation. All of us on social media trying to figure out what should we post. Well, he has been able to successfully help entrepreneurs who struggle with content create an easier and more effective way to do it and to and to brand it. My brother, my friend, Marty. What's up, man? What is in the man, building? What's up, man? Man, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Nah, the pleasure's mine. I'm happy to be here, bro, for sure. Man, I, I can't even waste no time. I think it's so much to share, so much to do. I want to start from a critical point in your life where you've done so much in corporate America. You're not one of these people who just started on the Internet. You've developed a skill set in corporate America. You climbed the corporate ladder. You worked hard, went through all the bureaucracy of what it looks like to climb the ladder and get promoted. You're internationally building brands for some of the biggest <laughs> yeah, companies, yeah. right? From, from some of the biggest companies. What is that day like? I want to take you back to that day where you're finally company credit card, nice mm -hmm. car, money coming in, mm -hmm. and you could ride off into the sunset and do that forever and collect the pension. Yeah. But what is that moment in your head where you decide, now I won't say it the way you would say it, <laughs> when you decide, yeah. I'm sick of this, I'm quitting. It was two days. Okay. First, I'm, and I got it visually because it, it's only going to make sense, right? Um, I'm in Paris, France. Paris. Paris. <laughs> my right? I'm in Paris, France. Like you said, everything is unlimited. So you're in the nicest hotel suite. You got the American Express. 
you're here on business, but you have access to the world, so to speak, right? And I'm miserable. Mm. I'm trying to write the outline for an ebook while also work up the courage to be like, can I actually do this? So you know that you have the documented and a decorated success from a corporate standpoint, but entrepreneurship is its own beast that I don't quite know about yet. I made that decision that day in 2014 to quit. It took two years to leave. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that was off of the strength of sometimes, you know how you write on your vision board, the title you want, the money you want, but you don't actually understand until you get it that even that, that pinnacle of success, there's still a hollowness to it. You can still only, um, you can only impact change so much inside of an organization with 50, 60,000 employees. So after I got the fancy title and after I got all the money and all the bonuses and realized this is like a never ending sort of uh, a wheel to run on. And I, I knew if I, if I wanted the life I've been dreaming about, I was going to have to build it myself. Mm. But yeah, that process from thinking about it, making a decision of doing it, it took two years. Two yeah. years. So how, like, what's, how did you get into the space of branding mm -hmm. and things of that nature? Because many, many don't understand you didn't just, you didn't just land on, as you would word it, <laughs> on a 200,000 follower mountain. Yeah, yeah. You didn't just stumble on and roll the dice yeah. and figure out what to say. Yeah. What was that journey like long before you decided to quit? Like, what's the journey to even get into that space? Yeah. So, and I want to, um, and I don't say this to be uh, arrogant or pompous, but we got to draw a line between marketing is this big old word and branding is this big old word. Mm. I work for the companies that we all know, Fortune 100. You go in any grocery store in the world, you go in any superstore like a Target or a Walmart, those brands on those shelves, there's a person making a decision on why is it here, what color should it be, what's the pricing strategy. So I was one of those people, right? Completely different from door-to-door -door marketing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No shade. Yeah. Um, but the route to get there, I didn't know it either. Like a lot of folks, um, I'm the first one in my family to graduate from high school and to go to a four-year university. So I got to college, and I'm good at math, I'm good at science, I'm good at a whole lot of stuff, yeah. right? I took my first marketing class and I said, y'all pay people to do this? <laughs> this is a job, right? And they like, not only is it a job, it's a high paying job. Um, but learning the difference between who are we as people versus how do we be behave as consumers? And then how do we create an offer? How do we create some type of value in exchange for a dollar, in exchange for a credit card swipe? So I went to college like a lot of folks. I got a degree in corporate finance and marketing. Man, I thought I was going to Wall Street. I said, I'm good at this money thing. Yeah. The guys that had graduated college were coming back driving fancy sports cars. I wasn't one of them. You know what I'm saying? I want to show everybody that me going to college wasn't for not. Let me right? get one of those in red. Give me one of those in red. You know, black, give me one in Black for you. At that stage, give me one in red, right? Black now. Um, but yeah, so I, I studied everything, and I met a phenomenal mentor who's still a business mentor of mine to this day. He's a um, for perspective, his company does about $15 billion a year. Sheesh. And he said, young man, if you are good enough to go do corporate finance on Wall Street, you'll kill in marketing because it's actually the hub of the wheel. You drive the companies for it. You need to have the business and financial acumen to sit down with all the money folks and then the creative skills to sit down with all the advertising folks. You'll be right at the intersection and you'll thrive. So I'm grateful to this day for the advice he gave me because it was sort of the the thing that helped steward my entire career. You said something critical. Yeah. You, I love your wording. You said, I didn't know the route to get there. You know, this analogy, so to speak, of 
sales and uh, and products or vehicles, yeah. right? Yeah. And I love how you mentioned a mentor basically helped you get back on the right track to yeah. arrive at the right destination. Mm. So it, what I love is you're you're playing that role for hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah, of people yeah, online yeah, yeah. because you're helping them navigate the balance between them as an actual person mm -hmm. and separating, okay, this is the route to lead your life, to live from a place of peace and creativity, and then this is the route to drive your business. Yeah. You posted something the other day I thought was super powerful. You said, I, I don't want to mess up the word, and we were talking about this is a space that some of you need to grind and some of you should take some time off, something yeah. to that, to that yeah. effect. I love, and you said this is a space to celebrate both. Yeah. That, to me, was completely brilliant because it encapsulates that fine line that you work in, too. Yeah. Right? I know how much time and attention you put into your craft and what you do. Yeah. Do you, th how much of that comes from corporate and how much of that comes from your entrepreneurial journey? Ooh, beautiful question, bro. Um, what I got, what you get from corporate is scale and not just how you scale a company, but how you step back saying that the world, I got the globe to play with. In my last corporate role, it was, you need to bring in $25 million worth of revenue this year and you have the whole world to play with. So you get to step back and say, I need to make a well-informed decision, but once I make it, we execute it, right? Mm -hmm. So that perspective is probably a better word than even scale. That perspective came from corporate. And then you meet entrepreneurship and you get introduced to the hunger pains, <laughs> right? Which is the space between the ideas you have in your mind and then the things that you choose to say out your mouth or do with your hands and how long it takes the average person to actually understand this. If you can't close that gap, you're gonna use all of your money, all of your resources, all of your credit, and you'll end up trying to figure this whole thing out, trying to navigate it. So now I got perspective and discipline from corporate. I've got humility for entrepreneurship. Now I really can say, this is why I say some of y'all need to grind, while some of you all need to really be able to sit back and take your time, and both spaces are welcome. Speed is important, but tempo is more important. Ooh. Right? Tempo for me is being able to speed it up, slow it down over a piece of time. And That's I've good. been the person that worked super hard all the way and work yourself into the ground. I've been the person that chilled too long and didn't make enough money. And so that's why that balance is necessary. We've got to pause right there because I'm in the giving mood. I decided to offer you a free gift, absolutely free. Now I tell you all the time about turning your ideas into online income, but how am I gonna tell you to do something and not provide the resource for it? There's so many questions that people have online about what should I post? How do I get my engagement up? How do I get people to click the link in my bio? Buy from me. What should I sell? Whether it's an ebook, an online course, how much should I charge? How do I launch? How do I do a webinar? You see what I'm saying? So I decided to create a free training and give it to you that you can utilize to learn how to literally take the services that you do or the ideas you have and build a successful online company. Go to www.monetizewithmarcus.com, my gift to you. You're welcome. Man, you, you mentioned company credit card, the, yeah. the thoughts that goes into I want to make sure we highlight it. You were talking about some of the major companies. We're not talking about, we're not talking about small business owners. We're talking yeah. about companies that's been around and on our shelves, in our refrigerator, at our stores for years. Yeah. You're talking about the decision that goes into how does a Walmart decide this product gets prime real estate? Yeah. So stores have real estate, right? Absolutely. So when you're talking about oceanfront, that's prime real estate. Yeah. Downtown, where in a store, there's 
placement of prime real estate and you're going and you're part of the decision making of what side of it, the packaging, yeah. the placement, all yeah. of those things. Absolutely. For somebody who's unaware of that space that never gets involved in those conversations, take us into yeah. like some of the decisions of that perspective that high up. The first thing you gotta understand, right? I'm gonna bring it in close and then we're gonna zoom out. Eye level is by level. When you walk in a store, if you wanna figure out who are the market leaders, just walk and look to your left and to your right. Whatever's at your eye level, those are gonna be the top selling items in every grocery store. Wow. Right? Central real estate. And then if you see something at the top right or the bottom left, that's not prime because I gotta squat down or I gotta get on my tippy toes. So for the most part, even within sort of a, a shelf, the center of it is even more important. But before you get there, and this is also at the center of entrepreneurship, you gotta understand people. You have to understand what is it that we want, what is it that we need, and then what are we willing to actually buy. If you ask a person, if I build this, will you buy it? They're gonna say, yeah, oh yeah, a car that fly, for sure, right? Uh, 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 my house on water, I love it. And then you go make it and they don't buy it because there's a space between something that I desire versus something I'm willing to use my hard-earned money to purchase. Mm. So the first part of marketing is understanding people. Right. So inside these rooms and I'll use the brands because it's, you know, I think the statute of limitations is up. But when I worked on pedigree dog food, it was the number one dog food brand in the world. When I worked on paper made ink pens, it was the number one ink pen brand in the world. When I worked on Graco baby products, number one car seat brand in the world. Number one acts different than number two and number three. Mm. Right. You ain't trying to be derailed. You don't you do not want to be the person who slips into number two. You don't want that on your watch. So there's a level of. Um, what we call productive paranoia, where you're always thinking what if scenarios. Um, so if you understand your people and you understand what's gonna inform or impact their buying decision, then you take that and you shape it into messaging. So when I, by the time I get to social media, I realize that most people don't understand what impacts a buying decision. Yeah. So they don't know how to communicate the value even if they know how to create it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, hold on, wait a minute. Give up. Hey, to those who are listening, just take just take a breath. This is what it's like to talk with him. <laughs> like just, I know your mind is like, this, this is why when I started I said one of the most brilliant minds, because it has to be tormenting to you. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. It has to be tormenting to you to try to bring all of this intellect, all of this marketing, branding, messaging, high level business constructs, to your everyday people to say, so what about my ebook? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who, who's thinking outcome driven and you're thinking of all those different things. Yeah. How tormenting was that transition to move into entrepreneurship and you realize, oh, y'all don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be real, I, it took me two years to uncorporatize and understand where we were at on the entrepreneurial small business level, right? Cause I came, I just came from a different world. So I'll give you like a real life example. Let's say you, you create a device that we can use to um, help us lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. And the device works. It helps me do crunches more effectively or more efficiently, right? Most people think that the way you sell that thing is to show it and then demonstrate it, right? They don't understand why people want to lose weight. Some people want to lose weight because they actually want their vitals to be healthier. So for those people, you got to talk about blood, ple blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, uh, the risk of all the other ailments and illnesses. 
For other people, they just want to look good without no clothes on. <laughs> if you mix up those people, you'll be saying, hey, this helps you get your cholesterol in order. And they, they won't, it won't resonate. They like, I'm about, about to go to the beach for summertime. I want to look good. Yeah. But you wouldn't know what percentage of people live in what bucket unless you do the research. So now I'm, I, I've created something that works. It's meeting a need, but I'm saying it the wrong way. You know Man, what I mean? Man, you talking. So uh, it took me a while. I had to uh, practice what I preach, talk to more people. The reason I'm a fan of one-on-ones ain't for the revenue. I'm a fan of one-on-ones because they're qualitative research. I get to sit with you on the phone for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, understand your emotional state. Most folks walk into entrepreneurship burned out, looking for a scratch off, hoping a prayer. This is my last hope. Here's all my money. I hope this thing works. I ain't got seventeen right? left. A certain level of um, desperation, even. So now I got to work on my empathy muscle because before, I, if I don't have the empathy, me talking to you about cholesterol or looking good, that won't matter. It won't land. So I had to understand humans differently, and then it's easier to modify my language once I know how you're approaching the situation and what got you into what you're doing. Mm. Man, I, I, I'm trying to date back of when we, well, I've known you for some years. Years, now, years. Right, so I remember apparel been broke before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was everywhere you can think of. Yeah. So we've talked about you know, what it looked like when you were in corporate America, but we've got to dig into this entrepreneur journey yeah. of you built a widely successful, well-known brand, been broke before. Yeah. You know, how did that come to be? Yeah. Walk me through that process. So, um, so important, because I didn't set out to be the person with 200,000 followers who was well-known places. I just wanted a chance to do my best work and really um, get the due credit for it. Yeah. Part of sitting inside of these larger companies that your ideas get absorbed by your manager, they get absorbed by the higher-ups, and you don't really get the credit that you deserve. You sure don't get the compensation, even though I was highly compensated. Yeah. Completely different in the free market, right? So as I walked into entrepreneurship, one of my good friends, what's up, Deshaun? That's my brother. What's up, man? He said, let's sit down, let's talk. He was the only person I knew that was up when I was up and was working when I was working. And we were friends growing up, but we had never did business together. So yeah. we sat down over lunch and said, what are all the ideas that you have that require a team? And what are the ideas that I have that require a team? And to situate this in time, this is 2015. And he had a concept for a brand called Been Broke Before. And he's like, I want to be able to, like, I don't know, tell the story of people who don't struggle that ain't struggling no more. And I say, man, let me put on my little hat, right? <laughs> let me put my marketing hat on. There's a, um, your most successful brands tap into historical narratives and stories. I said, it ain't about the words been broke before. It's about the rags to riches story of America. It's about the rags to riches story that we all fell in love with. That's the same story in Cinderella. That's the same story in Scarface. Yeah. Almost any of your major movies or books where this hero goes on some type of plight from where they are to where they end up, that's the story. But let's not make us the hero. What if we put the shirt on people and told their story? Yeah. So now, before we realize that we're doing a thing called UGC, user-generated content, all we know is that this, this, so many people tap into the belief of this, that when they put the shirt on and somebody asks, oh, they say, been broke for, man, me too. I'm broke now. <laughs> it just started a natural conversation. Yeah. So then we say, let's capture and play these stories back out to the masses. But um, yeah, man, phenomenal run, phenomenal run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the journey into entrepreneurship, I also don't judge people. You might not start where we had. 
We made our first $50,000 out of the trunk, Master P style. Wow. Somebody would call, hey, I'm at CVS. I need two black hoodies. Somebody's on the way. We dispatching each other, right? <laughs> Who the closest to Cumberland Mall? Um, but that grind, that getting to know the everyday person and then taking something that you've seen come from your mind, printing it up, and somebody else meeting you with excitement, that's priceless. Wow. For those, for, so for those who don't know, yeah. right, Marty Woodard, this brilliance that they hear, this genius marketing mind, this consultant, this creator, like they're, when you're good at something, people try to as quickly as possible place you in a box to be yeah. able to describe you, right? Yeah. They reduce you down to the moment in which they met you. Yeah. But you don't reduce yourself down to that. How would you define who is Marty Woodard? Man, I, I wish, I'm gonna do my best to tell the story through the lens. Bro, we used to ride our bicycles to where this location is where we're filming. Wow. I grew up in this part of town and we were all trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, you've met some of my close friends, my inner circle, mm -hmm. right? We say we raised each other because it wasn't enough time for each person to learn every lesson. If you go learn how to swim and then come back and teach me and I go learn how to do a finger roll layup and come back and teach you, we can speed this thing up. We can speed up the learning curve. Yeah. But before any of that, man, I'm the I'm the I'm a I'm the son. It's four of us. I got two brothers and a sister. Um, I'm a person that saw what other people were struggling with and was like, I ain't gonna make this my struggle. Mm. I'll do whatever is required so I don't have to keep going through the hardships that I'm seeing happen in my family and my neighborhood. And no shade to anybody, right? We kind of all are dealt the hand that we're dealt. Yeah. Right. But I develop a chip on my shoulder because I was the youngest. Life got better every year for me. Whereas my siblings, life was already good. My parents got divorced. It crashed and rebuilt. I was so young, I never saw the crash. So I walked around with a little bit of guilt of being like, well, my life wasn't as hard as my oldest brothers. And my life wasn't as hard as my sisters. I got to make sure I do something to pay this thing for it. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, but I would say the in my formative years, the two things that shaped me the most, one, I played quarterback. I ain't play football, because if you get put me in another position, that ain't gonna work out. <laughs> I play quarterback. Um, and in that space, you understand what it's like to have pressure on your shoulders at a young age, and how to have poise, and how to, no matter what, you can't step out of your character, right? Yeah. That I didn't know how much it was shaping me for the long run. And then academically, bro, I went from kindergarten to college and never made a C. Wow. I just didn't play when it came to academics, so I don't play with it when it comes to business either. Yeah. So you mentioned about everyone navigating that journey, that rags to riches story, the the moment where been broke before, people mm -hmm. who remember what it was like to have nothing and move into something. What is your rags to riches story? That, that, <laughs> low, that low moment yeah. where there was sacrifice, that yeah. where okay, I got big dreams, but my money ain't matching that. Yeah. What was What's that journey like for you? Do you have a moment like that? I do. I got a couple of them, man. But I would say the realest part of it was um, the duality of helping people succeed at their business while trying to figure out how to help myself succeed at mine. Man. All right. This is after the fan. Bro, I had a loft so bad in Atlanta, a garage door that walked into the living room. I had Sonos system before people knew what that was because my buddy worked for the company. I turned the music on from the car when I had a little date. We walk in, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, R&B upstairs, yeah, baby, little let me rap downstairs. Let me real quick. You feel me? <laughs> let me don't mind me. I got this little app, right? <laughs> my whole house was Wi-Fi down, way with people still on cable. Um, so to go from that to then moving in with my homeboy to then moving all the way back home with my mother, while other people know me for being successful, 
Bro, you know how humbling that is? Wow. Building a company while called being broke before a while, simultaneously going broke, the company had money. But my pride, I didn't want to be the person to take my money out if y'all left y'all money in. But I needed it, right? And I could get on the phone and I could teach you how to build your business. I didn't even have a clue what mine was. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't know I was doing consulting. I was just a smart dude from the hood that helped everybody. Yeah. And one of my friends, my boy Jason, I give him credit. He was sitting in the living room and he said, man, you know how to make $100,000, right? I'm like, yeah. You got businesses that made 100000 Yeah. You've made 100000 Yeah. Teach people how to do that. And it, it was a eureka moment because I'm coming from 250 million of a concept. I'm thinking that people want to make hundreds of millions. Who would listen to me talk about six figures? Who would listen to me talk about seven figures? Little did I know the whole world out here, 90% of people or so, haven't made that. True. Whether they work for a company or work in a business. And so I brought my uh, focus back to the everyday person and started teaching from that level and building up. Because you put together something amazing, like when you're talking about people who want to hit that six-figure mark. Yeah. So I want to go into 100K campaign, campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. and the origins of that and yeah. the movement behind that. So talk, talk more about what is the 100K campaign? Yeah. Like, how did that come to So be? that was that conversation gave birth to it, right, with a buddy of mine. And then at the time, I, uh, my business partner, we were running a marketing agency, and we had got our rhythm, right? So we got clients coming in. I'm over here. He's over there. We're designing website, logo, business strategy, you name it. And we're starting to have these conversations about education at a bigger level. I love working with clients, but I love even more seeing a person have that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. The clients I'm working with, right, they already doing well. What about that person who's got $1,500 in a dream? What about that person who has $10,000 in a plan? They just need a little course correcting, right? Yeah. And so 100K campaign was birthed out of that in mind. And then we said, let's just build a company in real time. We already got an agency that's making six figures. We're going to build a whole new company, and we're going to teach you all in real time what we're doing. We're going to model the tactics and the strategies, and then you follow behind us on a one-week to two-week lag, right? The most uh, couple things, but one of the dopest things was when one of the students sent me a screenshot with $100,000 in his bank account. Yeah. And it made it all real, right? And he talked about, I remember going to my job thinking, like, I'm never going to be able to leave this. And now I'm making multiple six figures. Like, bro, you, you changed. You made me believe in something that was possible that I didn't know was possible. So um, in short, it's an educational platform to teach people what's required, what information do you need to know while you're building up to your first $100,000 a year. The reason why I absolutely, absolutely love it, and I'm, I'm curious, what's more rewarding? Mm -hmm. $25 million campaign with some of these major brands and walking in the store and saying, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or $1,500 client yeah. saying, how do I make my way to six figures and yeah. saying, I did that. Um, both are rewarding at different phases in life. When I was young, it was more rewarding to be in corporate because that was all that I knew. And everybody from my neighborhood, right, hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah. So I remember people bragging, like, oh, yeah, he in South America, man. He down there doing it with these ink fans. They get the names wrong and everything. He worked for Big, he worked for Sharpie. <laughs> like, it's paper mate. But the, the, there's a um, pride that we all get from seeing something recognizable, yeah. right? Like you said, these brands have heritage and they have legacy. And so there's a certain level of validation that you get when they say, I choose you, 
right? Mm-hmm. So I don't regret that part. It was important at that phase. But now, like I'm a grown man, yeah, to see a person be able to feed their family because I set my behind down and thought through what I wanted to do and wrote it out and made it digestible, right? To meet a woman in the airport and she say, hey, I just lost somebody close to me. Your content get me through. I couldn't put a price on how rewarding this is. Man. Yeah, because you can see it's impacting people's life on a day-to-day. So we got to go to now, man. You have, I've watched you build up, delete, build up, delete. Yeah. I've watched the quotes. I've seen the, I've seen you just intentionally. What I love about you is your ability to measure something mm-hmm. and execute it. That, that skill is unmatched. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say you're going to do it and do it. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know now, man, I would say influencer. You probably don't like to use that Sounds term. Good. Like highly recognizable. So many follow you, share share your information. There's not many people that in some shape form. I saw a client of mine the other day and I checked him on it. Yeah. Crop your stuff out and post it. I was like, bro, give credit. To my <laughs> like he That's said it like it, was, like it was his own. So, so many people yeah. are sharing your information Hundreds of thousands of people follow yeah, you. Yeah. Millions of impressions. Yeah. How did you get there? Like, what's that starting point when you sat down and said, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wear them out on social media. So. You should quit working for free. How did social media hire all of us to be their workforce? We're on the app posting videos, going live, creating reels. We do not get paid when we create content on social media. They do by selling our content to advertisers. But how do you actually build an online business using social media? I wanna break it down for you and give you access to it. There's five simple steps. I'll tell it to you in a few seconds. Step number one is client attraction. I'm gonna show you how to actually attract clients that will happily pay you what you're offering. Step number two, how to capture them. How do you get their emails? How do you get their phone numbers? How do you get them to show up to your event? Be on your Zoom calls to what I refer to as client dating. It's where you nurture a relationship with people to get them to say yes to whatever you're offering. And I'm even gonna show you what type of content to create that gives you brand visibility and brand recognition. I call it social media secrets. You get access wherever you're watching this video, you'll see it in the description and you'll see it beneath this. Let's get back to the episode. I'm gonna give you two, my bad, it's, it's so much, right? I'm gonna give you two things. First was, you mentioned, right, build a, you're building your page you delete some things you restart the first thing was finding my voice mm-hmm. and then you realize you don't find your voice it's been there the whole time all you do is take back the courage to use your voice so i was writing and deleting because it wasn't feeling right because it wasn't my voice right i was curating content when i should have been creating content and so once you find it we in go mode right but the second thing that changed everything this was 2020. This was right after Q1. There was a thing that went around uh, called coronavirus. My bad, I should just say the virus, right? <laughs> and it was shutting businesses down left and right. And I had some clients and they were like, hey, I want to pause on some things. Uh, I don't really know how I want to move forward. Can we look at restarting our contract at some point in the future? And I remember going home and I said, man, this is the last day I'm going to give somebody else the opportunity to determine what my income is going to look like. And I wrote a post and I said, may the best content creator win. Mm-hmm. And on that day, I said, I know how to run an agency. I'm now going to treat myself like a client. So wow. I'm going to take all of the stuff that I always want my model clients to do. And I'm going to say yes to it and do it. 
And then that looked like posting three to five times per day. That looked like uh, stop, sh stop short arming people with the content. I'll give you an example. If I tell you here's three things to do to impact your growth, I'm going to give you one, two, three, and then I'm going to say here's two bonus things in the caption below. Most people say here's one thing, click my link for the other two. No, 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 I'm still in all that market share. I'm going to give you everything I got because I'm confident I'm not going to run out of information. I'm confident I'm not going to lose the ability to serve you, but I know how important it is for people to get clarity when they're trying to navigate and learn entrepreneurship for the first time. Mm. Yeah. Two, two amazing things you mentioned. You said I was doing content curation yeah. when I should have been doing content creation. For those who are like, man, I heard it, but what does he mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So what, what are you teaching that space? Because some don't understand you're a genius at yeah. helping people get clarity yeah. with content. I, I've seen some of the framework. It's masterful. Yeah. But what's the difference between curation and creation? So let's take a company like Netflix. When they first started, they were taking other successful movies and saying, you can watch your favorite movie on our platform. That's curation. Somebody else is the original author. And with their permission, you're saying, hey, can I shout out what you do? Can I post you? Creation is when you step back and say, I can make my own stuff. Yeah. I can say my own words. I can record my own videos. So I still think it's healthy to have both in the mix, but you reach a special place when you start to develop things that rival the stuff that you normally would have wanted to curate. And so there's a balance for me, but I would tell everybody to lean into the creation. We need your unique voice. We need your unique story. We don't just need more people um, repeating the best of what's out here. What about that person who you mentioned some best practices yeah. of, you said you became your model student, posting three to five times a day, showing yeah. up and creating and curating. Yeah. Now, what do you say to that person who's at the beginning of their journey and trying to find their unique voice Yeah. At, about actually creating content as a vehicle for marketing their business? Yeah. So the first thing, if you're in that space, and those are two of my three C's, curate and create. But the number one thing to start with is to capture. You already doing something. Put that camera up, right? If you got an old iPhone, you got an old Droid, you got a little niece and nephew, like put this, point this towards TT and press the red button. <laughs> the right? red button. Press the red button. Just capture what you're already doing. Let's say you start a t-shirt company and you only get one sale. Some people are going to say, man, I only got one sale. I'm going to say, put the camera on me. Watch how I fold this, right? Attention to detail. Lint roller. Size sticker handwritten card. Hey, Marcus, thank you so much for buying this. Your purchase just gave me the faith and courage to keep going. Slide that in the slide. Get in my car. Put the camera on me. Drive to the postal service. Hey, Miss Darlene, drop off my one package. Pay with pride. And I'm record that video and upload it back to social media and say, thank you, Marcus, for believing in me today. Mm. And the 10 people that see that video are going to say, I like the way they move. I would have been ashamed to do it. If they'll do all that for one, imagine what they'll do for 10 sales. And when they get 10, imagine what they'll do for 100 sales. So that's the difference. Just capture what you're already doing, even if it is figuring out what you're doing. Today I read two books. I watched two YouTube videos. I'm trying to figure out what content is all about. I came across this dude named Marty. I got some notes here. I want you all to follow me on my journey to becoming a content creator. Mm. Most of us, we are afraid of showing the starting place. Right, we got so much ego and pride built in wanting to be at the top of the mountain. We don't want to show anybody else us taking our first step. I built my audience off of being able to fail in front of people and keep going. Wow. Wow. 
So it's two sides we got to go. We yes. got to give people some strategy as it relates to content creation, but I can't ignore, I built my audience off letting people see the starting part of not being afraid to fail. Yeah. How'd you develop that? Look, that's, that's, that's a superpower. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of those same formative stories, and I know we all grew up however we grew up, but some of that same stuff that you learn from sports, get back up. Dust it off, right? Are you really hurt? Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you injured? Or are you hurt? Yeah, right? If you're yeah. injured, get off the field. But if you hurt, get on back out there, right? Yeah. Um, but you have to understand, like, if we're blessed to live a long sort of life, you got to have a short memory about some of this stuff. Yeah. The crowd isn't as loud as you think they are. There are more people actually rooting for you than there are people booing you. We just be paying attention to the people that's booing. Wow. We skip right over the person that puts the fire emoji in our comments. When we should reply, thank you so much for taking the time to read it. I got some additional thoughts. You mind if I DM you about them? And so I started building relationships. On my route to the first 10,000 followers, I would post and block out an hour and reply to every comment. Mm. With I say match their energy or exceed them. If they write three words, you write back four. If they write an emoji, you write emoji and some words. You know what I mean? Yeah.